Hi, my name's Enzo, and I live on the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and the Mississaugas of the Credit River nations. I, Jasper, live on lands covered by the Williams Treaties that are the traditional territory of the Mississaugas, a branch of the greater Anishinaabeg nation which includes Algonquin, Ojibwe, Odawa, and Potawatomi. So what does that have to do with weed? Cannabis prohibition is intertwined with the history of colonialism in Canada, and laws against possession and trafficking have been used disproportionately against indigenous people. We're all treaty people, so let's do our part to learn the untold histories of the land we live on. Leaf Debrief cares about developing brains. Listen, we're not narcs, but studies show that regular consumption of cannabis by adolescent users causes more severe, longer-lasting problems than in adult users, including problems with executive function, memory, and a greater likelihood of addiction and psychosis. Please don't listen to this show until you're over the age of consumption in your province. Better yet, wait until you're 25. Then you can smoke as much weed as you want. And that's science. Is that loud enough? Uh... (laughs) It's going to need to be a little higher. This is so tedious. I mean, it's that or echoey voice. Whatever you want, really. Uh, MacGyver, uh, a boom. A room boom. Sure thing. What, whatever you say. You want to make a room boom? A room boom, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. How are you? Remember, remember yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Trapped in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was one of my favorite ob- albums. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not have the album. A classic. I think I didn't like that one. It's a very sexy album. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> like a 20 degree day in the middle of November, Leaf Debrief aims to delight and disturb in equal measure. As our species lumbers into a sixth extinction, ethnobotanists and mycologists all over the world come together to issue a warning to humanity. Don't listen to Leaf Debrief. (gasps) My name's Enzo. And I'm Jasper. And we are doing this thing again. We are a cannabis variety show and casino. And occasionally uh, real estate. As well as rescue dog tips and tricks show leash 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 degrees. Yeah, we have we've already used that rhyme scheme. Hello, listeners. I hope you're all doing wonderful on this lovely day. Actually, it's not really lovely. It's just started snowing here in the sleepy city of Desirable Ontario. How are things looking on your end, Enzo? Also very snowy. It's the first snow proper of the year. Looks like it might stick around for a day or two. Um. I don't want to grab my boots out of the closet. It's basically how I feel about the weather. Fair enough. Yeah, I went for a walk in it today in my running shoes and regretted that decision. So <laughs> boots boots may be a better idea, but I was I was in denial about it as well. It's also like very wet snow. I don't know when you'll be hearing this, but it's not it's not like dry, fluffy, packy snow. It's like sleet. Yeah, no, it's it's slush puppy. It was I have holes in the bottom of my shoes and it was actually packing into the holes. And by the time I got home, it had formed this solid ice block that was actually puffing out the bottom of my shoe. It's awful. Anyway. <laughs> Delightful. Mm-hmm. So what is new this week? Lots of stuff to keep you indoors when it's too yucky to go outside. So first we're going to talk about your obsession. Yeah, my obsession. Um, I put this one on the on the list here because we got a new-ish LP entering the scene here, which is Ness. Not an LP, a brand. Oh, Oh, okay. You want to... We didn't know this last week, but I guess it's a sub-brand of Green Organic Judgment. Oh, 
Okay. Well, that is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I guess then uh, not an LP. Ness, a new brand of T-God, perhaps. What drew me to them originally was actually their website. I don't really know how their cannabis is. It seems like they're, uh, I think... Sage and Sour? No, Mint Sour. Mint Sour has been getting some good reviews. The look on your face here says we might be in for a correction. Just looking it up. Just trying to double check. Okay. Might have a correction. Yeah, I haven't tried uh, the Mint Sour yet, but I am obsessed with their website. So as a as a software developer, I am kind of a sucker for good visual design. And I, I was really taken by this website when I first saw it. There's just a lot of very loud, uh, ambitious design going on, a lot of really good motion design. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if this will be enough to sucker me into a purchase, but I just wanted to congratulate Ness on a uh, on a very well done website, a very sincere congratulations, a rarity from us. Beautiful stuff. I'm also uh, want to note with Ness that I'm disturbed that you're marketing directly to my cohort, which is women and gay men who like like astrology. So <laughs> feels a little weird to have hippie crystals and and a graphic design that I can tell is exactly for my demographic. Is it suckering you in? I did decide to give it a shot, but I think I... I'm going to be stubborn and say it's not because of the marketing. I'm going to say it's because I find strains with mint in the name automatically more appealing. Sure. Yeah, I did notice actually you you put that on your last order there. So you'll have to let me know how that is. I will. I'm sure I'll be letting you and all our listeners know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need some new review fare. I think uh, you just got rid of a bunch of your dusty mids for edibles, didn't you? I did. Mystery dose edibles where I just tossed the ends of all the jars on a baking sheet and went to town. So uh, looking forward to getting a re-up with some new products to examine. Always a fun time. And uh, speaking of new products, we got a couple new ones from some of the old dogs here from Cannabis 1.0. Edison and Haven Street got a couple new products on the OCS here. So from uh, Edison, we have their Purple Terps, which if I'm not mistaken, is one of the components in the Shred Narberry. Uh, That's also Organogram. Um, So Edison and Shred. There's been a little bit of a rumor, I guess, that uh, some of the Edison products have made their way into the shred, such as the Purple Terps, and I believe the Grapefruit GG uh, maybe went into the Shred Narberry. So, and then Haven Street, we have a new neighbor on the block here at unit number 425, and that is the Midnight Jam. So I guess we should give them a warm housewarming. <laughs> warm housewarming. A Midnight Jam. What's a Midnight Jam? What is a Midnight Jam? I th- I think this is another one of their stupid side names here. Let me find this one. Yeah, I mean, that's not the real strain name. They're always going to give it a a flavor name. Flavor name, yeah. Uh, Looks like we're descending from an Afghani land race. That's that's pretty classic sounding for a Haven Street. Okay, so like cushy? Yeah, kind of cushy, earthy, peppery, um, and I guess on the indica side, if we're going to be assigning that nomenclature at all. We've got a couple more things. Um, Meat breath? Yeah. Was that on the list last week? No, so I just added this one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) The benefits of having an extra week. Yeah, yeah. So things to catch up on still. A new one from Gnome Star. So Dr. Earl Oliver has the comatose Kush and Red Congolese on Shelter Market. And the much anticipated Meat Breath is going to be hitting Shelter Market's shelves, I believe, in a couple weeks. It's already starting to appear in recreational shelves on the BC side. 
So I am already buzzing in anticipation with what awaits. Me too. I've been most envious of your access to Gnomestar through Shelter Market on the medical side. And if we weren't stuck in our homes, I probably would have, would have tried many of these products through you. But, you know, I can welcome news that Gnomestar is going to be coming onto the market soon. That's I'm rubbing my greedy little hands together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the recreational market. I, I hope it makes it over to Ontario. It would be great to have a little bit more widespread access to this really great craft product. So I think, uh, yeah, hopefully hitting Ontario, but definitely rolling across BC right now. Speaking of craft product, mm. that brings us to our next, our next item, which is the Delta 9 Saga. So Twitter and Instagram pot reviewer, What's My Pot, whom we are contractually obligated to mention at least once per episode. That's right. Got into a bit of a Twitter fiasco. Yeah, was it a fiasco? I guess a debacle. Or was it uh, a debacle? I feel like there's an even better old timey word. It felt a like melee, a cold a war. Brouhaha. <laughs> okay, a cold war. <laughs> I, I like brouhaha. I haven't heard that one in ages, so I'll take that. It's also a word that I've only ever read, obviously. <laughs> and so I might be, you know, it's probably pronounced like brouhaha or something. But so uh, What's My Pot gave a two pine trees out of five rating to Delta 9's Space Cake and compared it in their Twitter review to uh, Urinal Cake. <laughs> That's yes. Delta 9. Delta 9 didn't take too kindly to that. And because corporations are legally people, they had a reaction that felt very human. <laughs> um, they just, instead of addressing it, they just blocked What's My Pot and everyone else that piled in in the comments. Yeah, which was a lot of people. It was quite uh, a brouhaha, as you say, because yeah, the, the blocks came hard and fast and there was a lot of support for What's My Pot, obviously and just the integrity of the review process in general. So it's uh, it's definitely brought forth a lot of, I guess, stimulating discussion about just uh, how hard it is to write bad reviews sometimes. And I guess just kind of where, where we have to draw the line between uh, being transparent as reviewers and, I guess... <laughs> I don't know, sympathetic of the people on the other side. But yeah, it's, you know, from our perspective, it's an anxious thing writing bad reviews. It's not always fun, not always comfortable. And we just, we do it out of the same passion that producers, you know, get indignant about these things from. So that's where we're coming from. Yeah, it's a real labor of love. And I, I know it is for What's My Pot too. And these reviews are really helpful for consumers, for the most part, because there is such a lack of transparency about the products for the consumer that reviews can really help them make crucial decisions. Well, okay. So next on the list here, I just want to make a quick mention of some unfortunate bad news, actually, uh, a little bit of a rarity in our what's new section here, which is an unfortunate happening that happened to Gord and team at North 40 Cannabis just a little little over two weeks ago, I believe. North 40, unfortunately, has lost an entire room of their most recent crop of zookies to powdery mildew, which is a real tragedy. And uh, they, they immediately shut down operations and started trying to deal with the problem. Unfortunately, as of this recording, it has spread. And so they've shut down the building uh, for the foreseeable future. North 40 will just be dealing with this powdery mildew problem. So it's uh, really, really sad to hear. And our heart goes out to Gordon team. And we really hope you get operations back up and running soon. We'll be waiting here on the other side for when when you come out. We definitely do. And we also appreciate the transparency and like the conviction it takes to just shut down production, even though it might, you might lose profitability, but to ensure that your customers don't get 
access to tainted product. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a real level of integrity that you don't see a lot. You know, a lot of licensed producers will be perfectly happy to just irradiate their product, send it out. And we see tons and tons of pictures on Reddit and other places of uh, moldy weed, you know, things that just aren't looking too good. So it's, it's a really big move to step up, take ownership of that and uh, deal with the problem in a really transparent way. So good on you, Card. Well, I think that is it for what's new. Maybe we should uh, jump into our main topic here. Yes. Our main topic today is women in cannabis. Women and cannabis. Women and cannabis. Yeah, we, we've been rolling back and forth on this one. So women in cannabis, I guess, sounds like we're going to be talking to the, the boss ladies of the cannabis industry. But this is actually just our two friends. Our two good friends who are nevertheless experienced boss women in their own right. Of course. Yeah, we can't can't miss that. So why are we talking about this? First, because we've made fun of a bunch of the marketing copy from licensed producers who are directly advertising to women with their sub brands, kind of specifically thinking of Flourish, Soleil, Erisa, Eve and Co. Eve and Co. Yeah. And maybe Ness. Ness. I think is more subtle. I, I think that is their target demo, but I think they're being a little bit more subtle about it. <laughs> they, Only a little. They've learned from their predecessors like Evenco and Soleil. Maybe. But, you know, we can make fun of this, but the fact is that we are not women as of today's recording. <laughs> and um, we're we're hanging out in the cannabis world, which as a subculture is a little bit masculine. Hyper-masculine. All about the strongest stuff and the biggest taking the biggest dabs with the the largest most frosty plant in the entire world <laughs> and dudes that have been smoking for 25 years so yeah we have, we have no experience as women clearly but we are both in recognition of the fact that cannabis culture has been traditionally uh, not exactly inviting to women, maybe a little bit hostile. So we wanted to talk firsthand with two women in cannabis or two women of cannabis and cannabis. <laughs> Of cannabis experience? Yes, two women with cannabis experience about their experiences with cannabis. Uh, and we've even sent them some uh, some of these products from, I believe, Soleil, Evenco, and Flourish to sample and put them through the paces in our patent-pending review process. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're kind of like going to have a copy grown test, which is we're going to read these three companies' marketing copy to our guests and uh, seeing if they relate to them as women or in general. Which should be a blast. The funny thing is, we're with this conversation, we're trying to capture lightning in a bottle for a second time, um, because the first time, I forgot to record it. We've actually, this is our round two of recording this episode, and I'm really excited because last time was a hoot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a little weird re-recording things, and mistakes do happen. So no big, we can, we can always re-record. I probably wouldn't have done this a third time to be completely honest. If it came, down I absolutely to would not have done this a third time. I would have screamed. <laughs> yeah, but two, two is perfectly doable. And I have just the right amount of energy for it today. Hooray, energy, Woo. a little bit of energy, just a tiny bit. <sighs> yeah. So I guess we're just waiting for our guests to join. Yes. We have two guests today, our friends, Lionel and boss. Lionel and Boss, where are they living? One in Ontario and one, one in BC. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hello, Boss. Hi. How are you this afternoon? It's been pretty lazy. The dogs don't want to go outside and that doesn't encourage me. So It's gross out. I know. It's pretty gross for sure. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hello, Lionel. How are you doing? 
I was, I was feeling a little like sour about my drug use yesterday because I was like, I know what'll calm me down, smoking weed and going for a long walk. And then when I got back and had lost my glasses, I was like, <laughs> uh. fuck. Uh, but I was like, well, the weed is so good. That's how I know because I lost my glasses. <laughs> yep. That's some great quality. I would write that in a review. Absolutely. So good. I lost my glasses. Yeah. Was it, was it by any chance some of the weed that we provided you for this? No, no. Of course not. No, I didn't. (laughs) It was weed that I grew with my family. So it's very like emotionally charged, but also we took good care of it. So it's also healthy. That energy makes a big difference. Yeah, totally. So we are um, attempting to recreate this incredible conversation that we had last week about cannabis companies that are marketing to women. So I think that we're going to start out by just asking you both to introduce yourself to our audience, talk about maybe your history with cannabis, how long you've been smoking, whether or not you consume legal weed, if there's particular uh, methods that you, you enjoy. Why don't, Boss, you lead us off from the top. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Um, I am Boss. I am one of the excited 30 roles who entered a new decade in this year. So definitely made everything very reflective. And I am excited to talk about cannabis because I feel like since we started these conversations, I've been very pensive about my relationship to cannabis. I started smoking, I would say pretty casually. Um, I would smoke joints at parties in high school. At first, I was kind of against smoking weed. And then once I got introduced, I was like, oh, this isn't the devil's weed. So that was... I pretty quickly went over to the other side, I think. (laughs) Yeah, once you realize that uh, Reefer Madness is basically a complete work of fiction, it's pretty pretty easy to justify. Yeah, I think too, you know, your first introduction to substance use for me was like alcohol and it just felt like I would just have a more intense version of that. And then I was like, oh, this is the opposite. Mm -hmm. This is like... (laughs) not crazy. So I never really bought weed for a long time. I was more of that passive uh, party stoner um, that would just kind of like be around the people who had the weed. I always ended up like rooming with people who were like huge stoners. I think that was a huge contributor (laughs) to me as I am today. Um, And they were all very generous, which I appreciated. And then when I started buying for myself, which is probably at the tail end of my undergrad, I think that's what I finally realized that weed is not actually necessarily for parties and for having fun, but instead can be for just some alone time, some one-on-one time with someone you're really close with, um, or just some small social hangouts. And I realized that I enjoy the substance so much more than I ever did alcohol. And at this point, I don't really even drink that much alcohol, but I do smoke every day. It helps me with my sleep issues. It helps me relax. It creates that break in my day now that I'm working from home. That's like work is over. Marijuana is in my system so I can transition to, you know, the nice part of my evening. Yes. Um, yeah. And then on the weekends, I get a special treat of, you know, smoking all day or taking an edible or something and then that's uh that's been my pandemic which is why i've been really reflective on it i'm like really uh getting getting into my relationship with cannabis during this pandemic for sure yeah any any particular like do you think it's strengthened your relationship or are you feeling more ambivalent about your relationship with cannabis because i know my use has definitely increased this pandemic because you know normally i'd be going to like 
literary events a couple days a week. And there's lots of reasons that would keep me like not stoned and out of the house, but fewer of those these days. Yeah. Luckily, um, or unluckily, I have a pretty intense job and I do have that set some barriers for me. Uh, so I can't really start smoking until like 9 p.m. usually. Yeah. So it kind of sets up my day there. Um, otherwise, I know when uh, my partner was out of work at the beginning of this pandemic, I was very jealous of his all-day consumption. We were going through it really fast. <laughs> and as as far as your purchasing goes, do you uh, do you ever buy legal? Have you ever bought legal? Or do you do the legacy market? Do you get your stuff from the plug? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a number of different avenues, but my primary is a friend of my partner's who is our weed supplier and coffee supplier. So Ooh. he keeps me pretty much alive. Like <laughs> my two favorite, my two favorite substances of choice are coffee and weed. So he's integral. One-stop shop. To us. Oh yeah. It's great. He delivers oh, too. Beautiful. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Yeah. I see why. Yeah. With a plug like that. I wouldn't give that up. <laughs> Um, With a plug like that, who needs legal? Exactly. Well, I mean, but I still do partake in legal because sometimes I feel a little bougie. I want to go browse on the, you know, OCS site and read the descriptions and be like, ooh, cool. Let me try this one. But it's definitely, um, it's definitely also only started recently now that delivery is free. So I can like get a little bit and not have to commit to like, you know, a quarter. I, I like to get one to three grams of a lot of different stuff. So I haven't been able to really do that in the past, but now with the pandemic with free delivery, it's a bit of it easier. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, what about you, Lionel? Why don't you give us a little bit of a breakdown here of your personal history with cannabis? And uh, I don't know, let us know what you're into. Do you buy legal? Uh, what are your preferred consumption methods? You into concentrates? Give us everything. Excuse me. We need your personal herstory. Oh, yeah. My yeah. bad. No, <laughs> Terrible. No problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I couldn't just thinking resist. about um, like the experience of smelling weed as a child and having someone around me say like that it was drugs or something and then being like, Oh, like I thought that was just the smell of like <laughs> my dad's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my fucking house. Like, Whoa, that's drugs. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like whether or not I was using drugs, like they've just always been around. And then I probably started using cannabis in high school. And yeah, I feel similarly that I would just do it in a social setting. And then it gradually became like a solitary thing. And then I, I would say that for me, it's now both. And I am smoking a lot of like concentrates right now because my landlord doesn't let me smoke weed. Even in my own yard. It's a common problem. What the fuck? The stealth, I think, is why most people use concentrates. It seems to be like a big selling point for them. Yeah, I can't like really, I feel like the kind of sensual aspect of smoking a joint and like the feeling of it, I would say particularly like in a context of relaxation or calmness or like pain management, I would say there's such like a, like a mental, I don't know what to call it, but it's like a body connection to that experience of like smoking a joint and having it be more sensual. And so I would obviously prefer that. I think, <laughs> I think if I could do it more often, I would, but. 
other than that, I just buy weed from the gov when I run out of the weed that I grow or that people I know grow. And it's bad. <laughs> Wait, sorry, the, the gov weed is or yours? Yeah. Yeah. My weed is good. Yeah, and, and the government's yeah. weed is not good. <laughs> and the packaging, I was thinking about the other day, like, because I had to buy a new uh, vape because I put mine under the heating pad by mistake. <laughs> and I was like, this packaging makes me feel like an animal. Or like a child, like memories of getting an action figure or something and being like, I can't get it out of the package. Like, I need an adult. Yeah, totally. I need an adult. For yeah, this was me. So. Even getting out like a chocolate edible is insane. <laughs> I just like the other day, I just like took my scissors and just tore across because I was so pissed off. At it. <laughs> I've definitely like just stabbed the packaging before. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or just like ripping it, just like so intense. I use my teeth it. for everything. That was a great introduction. And I'm going to introduce our next segment, which is the copy for women grown test. A grown test. We've sent you product by three brands, um, Soleil, Flourish, and Eve and & Co. And now we are going to read their respective website copy to you and see if you relate to them as a woman, as a human being, as a precious and individual soul on planet Earth. Can't wait. This was my test. It would just be the eye roll test because I'm not a groaner, but I can do a good eye roll. Perfect. Sure. Well, podcasting <laughs> is not a visual medium, so we need to uh, we need to transliterate our, our eye rolls. Sure, there's a sound emoji that sounds like <laughs> eye rolling. No? We'll find a bird sound. We'll find a seagull sound. <laughs> and... Yeah, just, just raise your hand on the recording anytime you want us to use the seagull scent to signal an eye roll, and we will. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's a little challenge I just left for Jasper. Yeah, this is all ending in my court. All right. Where do I do a hand raise? And the dot, dot, I mean, dot? you can just Reaction. raise your literal hand if you want. I can see you. Oh, I see. Not the technology hand. Oh, like, I see what you're talking about. Like Enzo oh. did, yeah. I thought that was very cool. That's very high tech. Oh, I see it. I see it. Thumbs up. Or... You can't tell <laughs> by the fact that once in a while, one of us will freeze and sound like a robot. We we're recording this on in months nine of the pandemic on popular video casting program, Zoom, <laughs> the official sponsors of Leaf Debrief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're making me itchy aren't you guys paying them <laughs> yeah it's like you know you buy a nike t-shirt and then you wear their logo and do their advertising for them you pay for the privilege right <laughs> so why don't we hop right into the groan test here do you want to get us started enzo with uh, flourish flourish give rise to women flourish has launched with a focus on celebrating women's unique energy and power giving them products exclusively crafted to enhance their well-being platforms to grow their businesses, and a plan to give back through initiatives rooted in the female cause. Impressions? <laughs> Lionel, you want to go first? Uh, I just got caught on give rise to women. That's the first line. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a start for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> already uh, quelling my interest. Right, so you've checked out at the first sentence. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but you're not brought back in by the uh, the celebration of women's unique energy? You know what? Now that you mention it, <laughs> I uh, I like it because of that. Yeah, yeah, that was really resonant. <laughs> what about you, boss? What do you think? 
Yeah, the rise is just a very big start, you know? You're giving rise to yourself and other women. I mean, just as a populace, it's pretty impressive for a weed product to do that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I especially love that last part because it's just like enhance their well-being and their platform. So yeah. This is we're really we're doing it all. We are not only are we giving you products for you to enjoy, but we're also going to give you a platform to grow your business on. Is this going to be like a social media, like half medical website, medical cannabis website, half social media app? Could be. I do feel like female entrepreneurship is just a very easy catchphrase nowadays for any like any business sector. So I'm sure they just want to be like tooting their own horn. I assume they are women led. And it's like fake empowering to be like, you could be a capitalist too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would assume that they are um, women led. Not all of them are. No. Flourish Flourish Cannabis uh, has a male CEO. Oh, okay. I'm I'm trying to find their I'm trying to find (laughs) their That was fast. I'm not surprised. I, I mean... Yeah, I like that anyway. all of the like many of the women cannabis for women brands are um, developing their own like charity. Erisa has one too, and I believe that um, I think even Co might also have one, but don't quote me on that, listener. Yeah, there's these like there are these other organizations that they've created that are basically just like charities to promote women, but it's kind of unclear what these charities are or what they do. The copy makes it very clear what they do. They uh, have a plan to give back through initiatives rooted in the female cause. So I think they really, you know, this put is that true. forward I'm sorry. for you. I, I should have used my reading comprehension <laughs> skills to kind of fill out <laughs> what that was. Okay, so is this getting an eye roll from both of you? Or a groan. Getting a groan. And an eye roll. All of it. All right. You know what? I think this reduced me to a groan. I think I did actually admit noise. Reduced you to a groan. I thought you were about to say it reduced you to tears. Uh, Not that bad. Oh, wow. But how, how? Well, it didn't upset me that bad, but my. I did have to mute myself because my dog went crazy. So it affected someone. <laughs> well, moving on to our next grown test here, uh, we have Even Co, who do actually purport to be led by uh, females, or at least in the farming sector here. Even Co does have a female CEO. Hey. Good for them. Which allows them to credibly claim, <laughs> as they will in this copy. Why don't you? You ready for it? All right. Even Co. <clears throat> We are female-led farmers of cannabis who pride ourselves on growing the most beautiful flower in Canada. Calling one of the largest southwestern Ontario cannabis greenhouses home, a bouquet of experienced boss women work to ensure there's not a seed of doubt about the difference a cannabis plant can make in the lives of females. We offer products to awaken what excites, enhance, and balances your everyday. And when it comes to self-care and stigma-free indulgence, we stay firmly planted in an unshakable belief. Ladies first. Way to make that sound menacing. <laughs> yeah, maybe I leaned on a little too yeah. hard. Yeah. So this is something I noticed this time. The lives yeah. of females versus like women is a little ick. And definitely they do not have, you know, 
gender language education in there. You getting turfy vibes from this? Oh, yeah. Like, why would you say you're only going to make a difference in the lives of females? That's really it. My thinking (laughs) on this is that they're just, they're playing on, like, the sexed botanical language, you know? Like, it's usually referred to as female plants. That is my... There was a lot of plant pun going on there, for sure. I think that's why they took that that path but i also i think you're right it's it's a little bit (laughs) spoopy um very spoopy for sure lionel what did you think of that one was that a a groan or a thumbs up for you (laughs) no i was groaning i was thinking it was a part that was like talking about being the largest greenhouse or the largest operation in southern ontario or whatever and just thinking about how generally in farming like having a large operation is not indicative of anything in particular if anything it's like more indicative of generally like mechanized agribusiness uh farming yeah yeah agribusiness so even in the copy even with that language it's like you're sort of talking about a factory farm almost not really that's like kind of a jump but it didn't sit well with me let's say there is a contradiction though you're right like they're saying like they're trying to make it sound like it's a cool homey little lighthouse the greenhouse in some of the coffee and then in the biggest copy they're like no it's it's big Mm -hmm. so you're kind of like playing both fields like the small business type language and then also just being like we're really big Mm -hmm. and you can't have both together maybe even co is just embracing the contradiction inherent to the female soul (laughs) (laughs) tell me more enzo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to commit to the bit. <laughs> Experienced a bouquet of boss women. I like that it's not like a team of boss women. It is a yep. flower arrangement of boss women. Without yeah. a seed of doubt, of course. Oh, God. So horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm inferring that neither of you feel successfully marketed to as women. No. No. And I was going to say, as a mark, as someone in marketing, I find it so weird that this copy is like split in half. Like the first half is all about the like female farmers and like boss women. And then the second half, I guess they're trying to bring it back to like the product benefit. And it's like excites, enhances and balances your everyday. And all three of those are a little contradictory. And then again, self-care, self-care being used is just a, yeah, it's kind of like that same buzzword as boss women, but it's like the opposite. It's like you're a boss woman in the office and then you can use this product and be in self-care land at home, take a bath or, you know, mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just, you know, people love associating products with just like to anxious overworked women and i feel like this is kind of trying to do that this and a bath bomb is all you need to treat self-treat your anxiety disorder caused by your like working 70 hour work weeks (laughs) (laughs) oh man that dug deep that's how you know that you're an experienced (laughs) boss woman yeah the amount of time you spend looking for you know restorative candles and and sativa blends is (laughs) indicative how stressed you are and how successful you are but you know what's so funny is like weed for me is such a like aid so much in boundary keeping in a way where it's like I don't know as an adolescent it would be like oh fuck my mom's calling me like I don't want to answer the phone but like as an adult it's like I don't want to answer the phone yay <laughs> good <I'll stop. laughs> Yeah, nobody called me. I'm so, like, this is my time. 
shut up. So it's funny because it's kind of like, for me, like my, the way that I would use drugs would be antithetical to this like girl boss bullshit. Yeah. It, so. it really does make you prioritize, like just kind of checking in. Have you eaten? Have you had a glass of water? Getting stoned is so good for helping you like set oh, yeah. workplace boundaries because you just became, you become like very aware of how what your body is doing. Yeah, or you watch Brokeback Mountain and you forgot why you never watch it and then you have a dissociative episode and you're like, oh, I'm not in my body anymore. <laughs> I guess I'll get high, try to get back to my, my body. And that's self-care. <laughs> yeah. I need to incorporate Brokeback Mountain in my self-care is what I've learned today. I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel's recommendations. I love We've it. got one more company to talk about. This one's a little bit interesting because their marketing used to be much more aggressive, much similar to the other two companies that we've looked at today, but they've really toned it down. It's still marketed to women, but it's kind of in subtle ways like the product names. And the company is Soleil, which is a um, a sub brand of Afria, one of the largest cannabis LPs in Canada. I find this this brand a little bit interesting because Soleil is also one of Afria's more budget conscious lines. So they've, they've kind of like taken a middle ground in trying to market to women, but also trying to like make pretty okay weed at the mid-range price tier. Whereas another popular brand of theirs, Broken Coast, which we've talked about on this program at length, they have super butch BC guy marketing, which Lionel, I'm sure you're familiar with. Like all of the strains are named after like an island in British Columbia. And it's just like everything is about like cartography and the the landscapes of the the coast. So I find moving into Soleil's products a little bit interesting. Jasper, do you want to Take that copy. It's the last one. Then I'll take this one. Yeah, there you go. Let us be your guide as you rediscover the moments of your everyday. Everyday alert. Whether you're planning on some we time or just need a little more me time, we have a wide variety of formats to complement any moment you want to explore. Carefully curated products for any occasion. So you can, capital F, find, capital Y, your moment. Find your moment, ladies. Which one of you found your moment with this copy? No, I didn't. <laughs> Somewhere between weed time and me time. Yeah, what stands out to you about that? that? That seemed like an interesting little bit to me as well. I mean, it just sounds like sex or solo sex. But <laughs> don't know if that's what they are going for necessarily. I think they mean social or insular. Um, but it's definitely kind of sexy language. I think even find your moment is uh, a little bit sexy. Yeah? yeah? It does feel a little coded, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> like if this was attached to like a gum ad, you know, it would be like find your moment to like swoop in and kiss the girl. But this is like find, finding your moment when the kids are at soccer practice, like your husband has taken the kids to soccer practice. <laughs> you have 20 minutes alone in the bathroom. That's what I'm getting. I literally was thinking like, yeah, this is for like a strap on. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god it's, it's less directly like girl boss language but there is there is like traces of that marketing still defined like they have recipes incorporating their weed products because the uh, soleil does have quite a few oils but they're all like berry power balls which i think are kind of inherently coded as feminine 
Mm-hmm. Or like healthy yeah. lifestyle feminine too, like feminine in that space. I want to bring up something that you talked about last week, Lionel, which was this amazing point, because I was saying that the moments that they want you to find are kind of spelled out in the names of their products. Instead of using strain names, they have their own. So it's renew, refresh, uh, restore, and then there's gather and sense. I'm definitely missing another one. But well, like, one sense, like S-C-E-N-T, no sense, as in, or no, like sense, as in, like, you know, ah. your five, four senses. How many senses are there? Uh, <laughs> there is five. Okay, yeah, let me take it away. Um, <laughs> I thought about this because we talked about this last week and then I reflected on it. And I and I we had sort of talked about the word gather and how for me the word gather is a verb and relates to, you know, subsistence practices really that are carried out by women and racialized women more often. And so I thought, but I thought about the other words too and like renew and refresh. And that those are forms of social reproduction that, like, who is tasked with renewing and refreshing you in your life? Usually it's the women in your life. I mean, that's a blanket statement, but it's often true, even for those of us who are women, I think. So it's not like a, you know, it's always like a negative thing, but like, those are things that we do (laughs) culturally often. I think that's very funny, especially like the idea of renewal, because I think they are leaning into that kind of self-care language that is particularly pervasive in our culture as marketing towards women. Right. And it's also, if you need the women in your life to renew you and you don't have those skills yourself, like... Who's going to renew the women? Maybe it's this cannabis. It's going to say that it's cannabis. Like, you can't renew yourself. Don't count on your partner. You've got... Yeah, you need to find your moment find to Find your every... Yeah, find your every day. Express your every day. Enhance your every day. Sorry, rediscover the moments of your every day so you can find your moment. <laughs> right. But it is true. I mean, these words are considered feminine for a reason because they go back to a lot of base experiences that our language has about women and their role so sense and sensibility that's why they're marketed at women yeah i feel like i guess men don't want to renew i mean that has felt true for me (laughs) 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 but uh yeah like what are the men names like you were talking about that bc brand with the maps like, is it like all adventure-based language? Like what? Yeah. Like what's the, what? Yeah, we've got, so Broken Coast, the same, from the same licensed producer, uh, popular strains, Ruxton, Quadra, uh, Denman, Sonora, Moresby. So they're all, they, I mean, what it invokes is really like the settler colonial imagination of like the West being the last frontier, the, the last part that was colonized when, when the Europeans came here. So I think there is this kind of like implied masculine idea of exploring territory and expansion that's like hiding in the little details in the visual details of broken coast mm-hmm. and we get verb because ladies gotta gotta be girl bosses and gotta do self-care we can't we can't just look at a mountain and name it no you're in the boardroom you're taking names in the boardroom you're getting back <laughs> after a two-hour workout and then you're you're having a 20-minute bubble bath while your nanny takes your kids to school. I hate it. I hate that, <laughs> that vignette. 
paint it is so like not chill <laughs> not not fun to smoke weed I you don't feel like that's renewed that's not renewed to you <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm just thinking about all the times that I've been high and then been like oh my god I'm responsible for a child right now or several it's not like a great I mean it can be fun if you're really set up but it can be stressful too I was gonna say that luckily our impressions of the cannabis were more positive than our impressions of the copy for this cannabis. Is that correct? It is correct. Yeah, overall, definitely completely opposite judgments because the copy meant nothing <laughs> to what our, my experience was smoking it. <laughs> I think, yeah, my memory, if my memory is correct, the one that is the most like farm-y and like agricultural, like that was the worst week, <laughs> I think. Which is funny to think about. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we roll into the reviews then? I mean, since Enzo seems to have segued us into there, is that was that your intention? Yeah, unless, I mean, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Well, since we're doing this again, I actually had uh, a little bit of a weird request this time. Uh, which which oh. one of you two, boss or Lionel, which one of you two think you could do like a really punchy kind of radio voice, like a kind of 50s radio announcer no. or even something close? No. That's a no from Lionel. It's a no from That's a no boss. From boss. <laughs> All right. Do you think do you think one of you could just say with with a little bit of gusto four categories, presentation, nose, taste and effects? Please don't make me do it. Please, please be the one who. I just want to say, <laughs> Jasper did not let me know that it was going to spring this on you too. I had nothing to do with it. I know. I just can't. I. I'm not me. No. No. Can you write it in the chat copy? My main issue is I will not remember what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. And I will not say it in a radio voice. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, you can do your your thing now. <laughs> All right. So we have four categories: presentation, nose, taste, and effects. Presentation covers our visual and tactile impressions of the bud. What does it look like? How does it feel? Are the buds light and squishy or dense? Do they look dull or are they covered with glistening trichomes? Look to this category for nut size, density, texture, humidity, and aesthetic appeal to determine just how much pizzazz this bud has to offer. Nose is all about smell and the olfactory experience of the bud. What does this cannabis smell like when you first crack open the jar, when you break open the buds, and when you bust it up? Does the smell linger in my nostrils or fade quickly? Does it remind me of something I know or conjure up obscure childhood memories? If we're putting it in our bodies, why wouldn't we want it to be delicious? But that's not all. We'll also be evaluating a bud's taste on cohesiveness. Does it convey a flavor well? Uniqueness. Is it unlike anything we've tried? Only tastes we like score well, but extra points are awarded for surprises. And finally, effects. The variations of feelings we get from the bud. Does it relax my muscles, make it easier to focus, put me to sleep, or heighten my perception of music? Jasper, on the other hand, will mostly be commenting from a tolerance perspective, starting with, did he even feel it, and working upwards from there. Each category is worth 10 points. We'll add these up to produce a mathematical average, along with a subjective score to account for our own personal feelings. That's right, folks. Sometimes these numbers average out in unexpected ways, and we reserve the right to be as biased as we are as human beings. Yay! <laughs> All right. That's excellent. Thank you very much for doing that. No problem. <laughs>
All right. So yeah, just to introduce us, introduce the segment a little bit here. Uh, we, Enzo and I, have sent Boss and Lionel a couple different cultivars from the, uh, the I guess, the licensed producers that we read the copy for just, just a few moments ago. Uh, so we have sent along Flourish Social as well as, Enzo, what did you send? I sent Gather by Soleil and The Adventurer by Eve and Co. That's right. The Adventurer, which had that wonderful OCS product photo that they have now updated. So we're going to run through these one by one and uh, get everybody's impressions of these. Yeah, we thought that you know, we do enough talking on the show and we would have our experienced boss women friends review this cannabis. So first on the list here, we have Soleil Gather. So Lionel, why don't you get us started here with your review of Soleil Gather? Okay, I thought this one was maybe my favorite. Um, For the presentation, I gave seven. For the nose, I also gave seven. For taste, I gave eight, I believe. And for effects, also eight. So I think that makes the average... 7.5 7.5 and I feel like I'm happy with that as a subjective score yeah, as well. That's a pretty respectable average and what did you like about it? Um, I think the effects were, I'm trying to remember it was a while ago, but um, just not too cerebral and not too embodied, like kind of in the middle in terms of like having some funny weird thoughts but also <laughs> like having some weird kind of sensation and not being too far in one or the other space. Yeah, this is this is Soleil's take on Jack Herrer, which is kind of like, I don't know, I really think of like Sunday picnic weed with your friends. Yeah, I was definitely like out and about outside having a nice like sit around. So that sounds good. That sounds right. I wonder how much we're influenced by the name. I always think of it as a, as this is like meant for a social gathering. <laughs> maybe it's been a while since i smoked weed with anyone because it's so covid yeah it's true huh (laughs) i will say that because of the way these are sent to us in like blank packaging i feel like maybe if i ordered it on the website and i knew what i was getting it would have been maybe different too but i felt like with all of these i had a very good blank slate I didn't even know if they were like, you know, indica or sativa blends. So I just kind of went for it and felt the feelings. <laughs> and what did you think of Soleil Gather? Um, so for the presentation, I definitely gave it its top points. I think they were the nicest looking of the bunch. They were also the first ones I opened. So that's probably um, a thing. But they were two pretty big buds. Um, they looked a little fluffy. They were just like attractive to take a nice little Instagram picture by my window, which is important for my close friends list because they get all my weed content. It's important for me too. Yeah. Um, for the nose, I gave it a six just because it wasn't very, um, smelly. It definitely was more on the lemony side, but not very skanky, but in terms of taste and effects, it's where it really won me over. I had some very big descriptors for taste. I wrote down, it was like a cantaloupe, honeydew, lemongrass portfolio of, of, of taste with that one. Mm. And I smoked it with my um, Ariser vape, which really brought out the taste, which I don't do for all of my smoking. But for this test, I thought it'd be the best way to get the most flavor out of each weed. And what did you rate for taste and effects? Um, so then finally for effects, I also gave it a nine. Um, gave it a nine for taste and a nine for effects. So it was definitely more on the relaxing, uplifting side. Um, I think I just was like, it was a nice sunny day and I was hanging out on the couch and I just had a really nice feeling of relaxation on my back muscles. I wrote down that it felt like I was getting a nice massage. 
So I had a really nice experience. The average score is eight. And I believe similarly for me, that was my top score out of all three. So Lake Gather coming in hot as the uh, disputed champion, because we still have two more to go. Although by the sounds of things, it, it might just go down from, downhill from here. It's all downhill from here on Leaf Debrief. That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Boss. You wanna you wanna take us from the top on your review of Evenco's The Adventurer. Now, uh, one note for me is that this is the most affordable of all of these strains that we looked at today. Um, it's coming in at twenty four ninety five, I believe, for a three and a half. So sometimes I like to factor price into perceived value. Yeah, cost. Did, did is, this one come through? I would say not so much for me. Um, <laughs> You get what you paid for, maybe. Actually, that's not true. I've had some very cheap weed that's been amazing. So, <laughs> um, so in terms of presentation, I gave it a six. I wrote down that they look like popcorn buds. They're just like little dense looking guys with a compact structure, but not really the bud that I get excited for when I open a box. Um, in terms of smell for nose, I give it a five. Um, it had kind of like an earthy, piney smell, but definitely a little bit like funkier in a not as appealing way. For the actual taste and effects, I gave it an eight, which is not as high as the nine previously, but still pretty high. So I wrote that it tastes like I'm eating a very well-dressed kale salad with some porcini mushrooms. So I had quite an experience, you know. Still edible sounding, but a little maybe less desserty than the last Yeah, time, you know, like not something I would order at a <laughs> restaurant. But if I made a nice kale salad at home, I'd be like, Good job. Good, good, good job, boss. Good. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> good job, boss. You'd made a good salad. <laughs> women love kale salad. That's one thing I know. All women. You know what? They definitely <laughs> thought about that. They should just market it with Beyonce with the kale sweatshirt. Um, finally, effects. Probably the most important, at least for me and my experiences. I found it a bit harsher than the other ones to smoke, even out of the Airizer. But I definitely felt it faster and harder than the other two. It was definitely more of like that visceral experience, that like heavy, like more tired experience, which I usually honestly do look for in a weed. And I was... Still surprised that it was a pretty chatty weed. Although nowadays it's just, you know, my partner and my dogs who get to hear me chat, but they dealt with eight out of 10 in chattiness. Um, so my average was actually the lowest, mostly brought down by the smell and the presentation at a 6.5. Okay, still squeaking over the middle there. So that's still, I think that's still in the respectable range. Lionel, did you have any particularly uh, enlightening thoughts about even goes the adventurer? Uh, no, it was, it was ugly. <laughs> smell boring and bad and it was taste a little bit burnt but I agree that um the effects were like overall the better <laughs> element and I feel like you're right that it was very fast acting and that's actually something that I like in a way because it's just very immediate but yeah for the smell I gave it a four presentation four nose five taste five effects 6.5 so the average is still five um, okay. and would smoke, like particularly because it's cheap, you mentioned. I feel like there were like three or four years of my life where I would just decide what weed I was buying based on what was on sale and then buy it because I was broke. <laughs> so it's, it's a very uh, common way of purchasing. I don't know. I just thought it was. Yeah. Price is for most cannabis consumers, the deciding factor. Ooh. So, you know, based on the fact that you both actually did quite like the 
effects for the price. That's maybe even a recommend, even though Evenco is hanging around the middle of our of our 10 point scale. Let's move on to our final strain. Jasper, you got this one? Yeah, yeah, sure. I can introduce this one here. So this is the Flourish Social here. And this was actually my pick of the bunch. I sent this one along and I found it nice and uh, zippy with a good taste. I think our, our two guests here seem to favor effects more than uh, taste and smell like you and I do, Enzo. So this is an interesting uh, contrast in perspectives, I think, here. So who started last time? Uh, that was you, boss. All right. Well, looks like we're right back into you, Lionel. What did you think of Flourish Social? Okay. Yeah, I think this one was my my medium favorite or second favorite. For presentation, I gave it a seven. For the nose, I gave it a seven. Taste, seven. And effect, 7.5. So the average is 6.5. That's pretty good. And I liked it. It was very calm. Seemed a lot calmer than the other ones for me. And you like that? That that calming effect? Is that something you strive for in a weed? Yeah, yeah. Especially, I guess, if it's something that you are going to use as you're going to sleep or to kind of wind down, if you will, your day, then yeah, it would really suit that that purpose. And uh, you, boss, what were your impressions of Flourish Social? Did it make you feel more social or did it put you on the couch like Lionel? Um, yeah, I, I could start with effects and work backwards maybe. So I gave it a seven. I don't really feel like it was a couch weed for me. Um, it was like a mild relaxer, kind of like a dozy dreaming feeling one. I was trying to compare it maybe to like one of my favorites is Blue Dream. I know everyone smokes Blue Dream, but you know, it's reliable. You know what you're going to get. So I feel like it was kind of like around that vibe, but not as not as social, I guess, but definitely close to that. I also wrote that um, I actually didn't experience as many munchies feelings as the other two. So I was happy as just doing my thing. I wrote here that I would smoke this before writing a cool blog post because I don't overhaul feel that high. So maybe I'd recommend it for, you know, if you want to do some journaling or something like that. Okay. Very different impressions here. Yeah. In terms of presentation, it lost me a little bit. Gave it a six. For nose, I was a big fan. I gave it a nine. Mine was like super fruity smelling, citrusy, floral. I wrote in my notes, could I get an eau de flourish social? Like if they got into like a little perfume brand, <laughs> I would go for that. That's very high praise. I think if there's a smell you would, a cannabis smell you would wear, that's in like the hall of fame. Yeah, because it didn't like smell that cannabis-y. I feel like I could get away with it if I was like, you know, going to an important meeting in it. <laughs> just rubbing buds on your face and then just yeah, walk into your yeah, business meeting. Yeah, just get that yeah. girl boss energy out there. Was that them? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then for taste, I also gave it like uh, an eight. So I said it was like pretty strong citrusy flavor, touch of sweetness. So overall, I had a pretty good experience with that. Gave it a 7.5 as well. A laudatory average. So ultimately, the product did much better than the copy. And I think that's, you know, a clear sign that what women want rooted in the female cause is just weed that's nice to smoke. Yeah, we just want good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and would you say that uh, this this woman marketing would affect your decision to purchase these in the slightest? Or is would this just purely be based on uh, what you've seen, heard, and tried? It would piss me off if I saw this in a real place. Ah, so I would do the opposite. Yeah, but that's just me. And I tend to be a little bit ornery about that kind of thing. But 
I just find it annoying and insulting. <laughs> How do you feel when a cannabis company starts um, posting about Scorpio season and has quartz crystals and uh, and sage on there? <laughs> it's just like, there's so many other things to say about that, you know? Sure. But say something useful and interesting about it. Otherwise, who cares? <laughs> like, well. so maybe I could present the opposite perspective, which is of someone who loves to fall for this shit. I'll be honest. Um, the copy, when you read it, is something. But I like if it's paired with some cool imagery, I might be persuaded. Because I don't read copy. I literally just go on the website and I'm like, that's my vibe. And I'll make decisions based on that sometimes. And, you know, I'm not a Scorpio, but if it was Virgo season and they marketed some weed to Virgos, I'd be like, they thought that through. Because that's like a bunch of, that's like, you know, a bunch of anxious people. So hopefully they thought about what being a Virgo is which is a very specific niche. Well, one of our brands that we were discussing right before you both hopped on here is Ness, whose, I guess, motto, I guess, is to find your Ness, explore your Ness. I can't explore remember your that, Ness, as explore in... Explore your Ness. As in the suffix wellness, fitness. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I should have... Chill, uh, chillness? <laughs> I see. Uh, and their whole shtick on, uh, on their social media right now seems to be uh, pandering to the astrology women and according to enzo gay men i would love to check it out i mean <laughs> we'll, we'll drop a link in the chat thank you both for coming back not only once but twice in a row onto our our, our show uh this has been so much fun even with a dress rehearsal so it, was, <laughs> it was really nice to have you both on one might say it was twice as much fun yeah it, yeah one might it, was, say it was very fun <laughs> both times so thanks for including me yeah. Thank you both very much for coming on the show again. And uh, and I hope that we'll get to do this again sometime. Maybe not for this episode, though. <laughs> Maybe like even, yeah, if we're like in fantasy territory, like in person six months from now when there's no vaccine and like, or when there is a vaccine rather. Oh, my God. And, you know, our second lockdown has ended. But Oh, I'm so like, I'm hopeful, but I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah. It would be really great to just have a sesh. With oh everybody God. in the same room, you know, that, that's what I'm really holding 100%. out for is that when we can do these reviews in person and it's just going to be so I mean, wonderful. I can't believe I'm on a weed podcast and I haven't smoked like 10 joints. It just feels a little weird. Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. We can invite you back for a joint marathon episode where all we do, there's no topics. All we do is smoke 10 joints and see who can like form. Anyway, I'm down. I'll be incoherent on a, on your podcast. <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I won't let down my guard. That was like the entire way that I pitched this show to Jasper. It was like, okay, like one person will direct the show and the other person will just get obliterated. And I'm too much. And it was bullshit. Like, too much of a control freak. And, and like, just like a theater kid to like not perform. I need so to I always just get like blindingly high and then he stays completely sober and then I end up making a fool of myself and he just cajoles me over it. <laughs> That's not true. I got I got <laughs> slightly I got slightly impaired on some mango haze before this session began. <laughs> I think I smoked one of your guys's, but I don't know. My partner packed my bowl before this. Oh my god, that's so romantic. Oh yeah, there's nothing <laughs> like a cannabis couple. Honestly, it actually does make a difference because my last my last partner didn't smoke and now that we both smoke a lot, it is it is a lot easier. <laughs> turning and turning 
we time into me time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making that joke. It was on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) But yeah, it was so nice to chat with you all again. And I hope to see you again either on Zoom or in person. I don't know. Probably Zoom. But Yes, yes. Thanks again. It's very fun. Thank you. Yeah, welcome back anytime, of course. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Stay tuned for the next episode of Leaf Debrief, where we go back in time to a simpler age with Tales from the Plug.